Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. In today's video, I'm going to be doing a little bit of dynasty content. So I'm going to be talking about some quarterbacks that I think you guys should be going out and targeting. This could be targeting, you know, via trade if your league is already established, or this could also be, you know, drafting them at their current ADP in startups. So I'm going to be talking about three specific quarterbacks. And let's honestly just jump right into it. The first guy, he's going to be pricey, but it is Lamar Jackson. Right now, he is valued as the quarterback six overall and the ninth overall player. And when I say, you know, QB six, you know, he's being picked at this slot. I'm getting those values from keeptradecut.com. And the way they kind of get their ADP is when you visit their site, they're going to ask you a question. There's going to be three players. They're going to say keep, trade, cut. So keep, you know, would be you rank them number one. Trade would be it's number two. Cut would be number three. And then they use all the information that they've gathered and they create kind of like their own ranking system. I think it's pretty solid. You know, it's obviously not perfect. You're probably going to have to pay up, you know, more than their values. Just because if someone does have a guy on their team, that probably means they like them a little bit more than consensus. But I think it's probably, you know, one of the best ranking systems that is out there for Dynasty because it does kind of take into account, you know, all different kind of leagues. It's not just super serious leagues. You know, it's not only casual. I feel like it's kind of, you know, a nice representation of every single Dynasty football league. But like I said, Lamar Jackson, QB6, ninth overall. I mean, you've got wide receivers like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson ahead of him. And obviously, if you haven't figured it out, super flex for these rankings. You also have Joe Burrow being valued ahead of Lamar Jackson. And I think it's fair to say, you know, Lamar has been disappointing the last two seasons. In 2020, he was the quarterback nine in points per game, averaging 22.2 points per game. You know, that number is actually pretty high, four points per game. Just keep in mind, that was kind of an outlier year for quarterbacks. So, I mean, quarterbacks were just producing at a very, very high level. We actually saw 12 quarterbacks average over 21 points per game which is pretty crazy. You know, normally if you're hitting that 21 points per game mark, you're like a mid-tier QB1. That was not the case in 2020. And then in 2021, he was the quarterback eight, averaging 20 points per game. You know, 2021 basically seems like it's Lamar Jackson's floor. When you just look at everything he had to go through, you know, the running back position was devastated by injuries. We saw their top two running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards go down with injury. That definitely put a lot more pressure on Lamar Jackson's arm. Their defense was also injured, which put Lamar in some tougher spots. And then in 12 games, Lamar accounted for 16 passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. I mean, for how many touches he's getting, you know, through the air and on the ground, that is just incredibly unlucky touchdown production. And even with all of that, you know, he still finished as a solid QB1 option on a week-to-week basis. I think, you know, everyone can agree that Lamar Jackson has a ceiling that is really arguably unattainable for any other quarterback in the NFL. Like, does anyone have that combination of passing and rushing, you know, to be able to put up a 27.7 point per game season like he did in 2019? I don't really think there's another guy out there that can do that. With a full season, he's basically a lock for 1,000 yards on the ground. Not many other guys can have a claim to that either. When you're looking at a guy like Joe Burrow, who's much more of a pocket passer, he is never going to be able to come close to that fantasy ceiling. And I'm kind of comparing the two because Burrow is ranked ahead of Lamar Jackson, or at least, you know, a lot of people feel that they would take Burrow over Lamar. 
And don't get me wrong, I mean, Joe Burrow was fantastic in 2021, and he still finished behind Lamar Jackson in points per game. And that was with Lamar, you know, having a lot of things working against him. When we're looking at Tom Brady, who I think basically everyone views as the best quarterback in NFL history, his best fantasy season was averaging 24.4 points per game. That is 3.3 points per game behind Lamar Jackson's 2019. And in that season, Tom Brady threw for 4,806 yards and accounted for 52 total touchdowns. So that really just shows the difference. Fantasy is just heavily skewed towards rushing at the quarterback position. And there actually is an interesting argument that I saw with this and that you could be talking about longevity here. So kind of it's been shown that pocket passers can play deep into their 30s, even into their 40s. You've got guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, even maybe a guy like Drew Brees playing much later into their careers than quarterbacks of the past used to be able to. And that doesn't seem super likely for a guy like Lamar Jackson to play, you know, until he's 40 years old, unless, you know, he drastically changes his play style. And if he doesn't have, you know, the rushing ability, is he really going to be like a solid, you know, set back in the pocket, deliver type of quarterback? I don't think so. But I do think it's just a little bit too early to be factoring that in because right now Lamar Jackson is 25 years old. And so if that is your concern, I still think you can have Lamar Jackson now. You move him, you know, from mid first round value in like two or three years when he's 27, 28, still going to be valued very highly. And then he's going to have like two mid to high end quarterback one finishes and you still get his elite production in the short term. And then, you know, he's either staying the same value or gaining over time. And if I'm looking at like a trade, I would be totally fine trading Burrow, you know, for Lamar Jackson straight up. You may even be able to give up Burrow and get Lamar and maybe add like a late round pick on there or a minor upgrade at another position. And if you can pull a move like that off, I would be looking to do that all day long. Now, the second quarterback I'm gonna be targeting is Deshaun Watson. And this is obviously a really tough situation to, you know, kind of try to talk through because, you know, everyone knows the allegations against Deshaun Watson, some very, very serious stuff. I'm not gonna be going into detail, you know, talking about his off the field problems, but when we're looking at Deshaun Watson as a dynasty asset, you're gonna have to weigh the risk reward of acquiring Deshaun Watson. And I mean, if you say like, I just don't wanna be involved, you know, obviously just, you know, skip to the next guy, it'll be in the timestamps. But right now he is valued as the quarterback 12, a late third, early fourth round pick in startup drafts. And he's obviously ranked, you know, that QB 12 spot because there is a chance that he never plays in the NFL ever again. You know, if he's guilty of all this stuff and the allegations are true, he should never play football again. You know, he should be in jail. I think everyone knows about that. But on the other side, if Deshaun Watson is cleared of this stuff, right when he steps onto the field, he will be a top 12 overall dynasty asset, not just top 12 quarterbacks. He will be a first round asset because when he is on the field, he is a sensational quarterback. In his four seasons as a starter, he has finished as the QB1, QB4, QB2, and QB7 in points per game. In 2020, he averaged 23.1 points per game on just that atrocious Texans team. He's only 26 years old, and he kind of has this nice middle ground of rushing upside while still having, you know, the play style to play deep into his 30s, kind of similar to a guy like Justin Herbert. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is in that same boat. They can get it done on the ground, but they're not totally reliant on that production 
and can still be high-end QB1s without rushing for like 800 plus yards. Obviously, no one knows, you know, when this whole situation is going to be wrapped up. But if we're just playing the odds, you know, I would expect Deshaun Watson to be back on an NFL field. I feel like that is more likely than not. And probably at some point in 2022, he may have to deal with like an eight-game suspension or something. But like I said earlier, once he takes a step on the field and is in a game, his value will absolutely skyrocket. So in Dynasty, at times you have to take some of these big swings. This is a high-risk, high-reward play. There are very few situations where you are able to acquire a player of Watson's caliber, especially at this large of a discount. And obviously that risk is baked into that price. If you have like early 2022 rookie picks, I would be sending offers straight up. You know, maybe the Watson owner is getting anxious. You know, there's going to be news coming out all off season. You know, will he get traded? What's going on with his legal stuff? They may just want to kind of get out, start fresh, get a new asset. So if you have the 101, 102, 103, you know, I would take Deshaun Watson over any of those picks every single day of the week. So something to consider there with Deshaun Watson. And then the third and final quarterback I'm going to be talking about, it is Zach Wilson from the Jets. He is valued as the quarterback 16, a sixth round pick. And I think Zach Wilson is the most disrespected quarterback out of his 2021 class. And I wasn't even really a big fan of him coming out of college. I feel like I was pretty neutral. But there were five quarterbacks that were picked in the first round of the 2021 draft. It was Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. If we're just being honest, Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields all sucked as rookies. They were not good. There is no way around it. Trey Lance never really saw consistent starts. And then Mac Jones performed the best out of all of them. Right now for Trey Lance, he's being valued as a borderline first round pick, the quarterback seven. That's a little too pricey for me just because we straight up don't know if he is a good NFL quarterback, but I do understand it because he has that rushing upside and really he has all the tools around him, you know, and with his own skills, but you're looking at his team. He's got a great head coach, solid offensive line, a lot of stud weapons, you know, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. So he has everything he needs to succeed. I wouldn't take him, you know, borderline first round, but I see why, you know, he's going there. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, they are being valued as late second, early third round picks, quarterback nine and quarterback 10. And then Mac Jones is a fifth round pick at quarterback 15. And then Wilson is behind him, quarterback 16, a sixth round pick. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson, you know, should be within one or two rounds of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I understand that Fields definitely has the higher ceiling because of his rushing upside. And then Trevor Lawrence was just a generational prospect. Definitely, you know, the clear number one pick. No one else was really in consideration, probably for any team. So I do understand that there should be a difference, but I don't think, you know, it should be over a three round difference between those quarterbacks. All three of those guys were put in really rough situations in 2021. You know, you had Justin Fields in and out as the starter for the Bears. Not a lot of weapons. The offensive line was bad. Nagy was not a competent coach. Trevor Lawrence had the whole thing with Urban Meyer. That was a disaster. And then Wilson also just had a rough stretch. A lot of injuries to that offense. The offensive line was kind of deteriorating around him. But it kind of seems like Wilson is the only quarterback being punished for that poor performance. Whereas Lawrence and Fields are just getting pushed you know, right back up, potentially into the second round. 
they may continue to rise. I think Zach Wilson starts to look even more and more appealing when you actually take a look at this 2022 quarterback class. Because if any of the five quarterbacks from 2021 were in this class, they would be the clear number one. Even Mac Jones, who was picked at what, like pick 15? I mean, he would probably be a top five pick, locked in top 10 in this class. Wilson was picked as the second quarterback ahead of three other stud quarterback prospects. And so we're going to see, you know, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, and Kenny Pickett. They're probably going to be top 10, you know, picks in dynasty rookie drafts, assuming they get the first round draft capital. I would absolutely love if I could part ways with a late 2022 first round pick for Zach Wilson. Even if I had to add in like a third round pick, two third round picks on top of that late first, I would be pulling that trigger pretty quickly because you're getting a guy like Zach Wilson, who was a top prospect for someone who's a complete unknown, maybe a guy like Kenny Pickett, who's going to get like mid to late first round draft capital. You don't even know if he's ever going to be, you know, a competent starting quarterback. And even if he is, he doesn't have the upside to be a top 12 guy. Whereas I do think Zach Wilson has that kind of upside you know, in his realm of possibilities. And I know the Jets roster, you know, isn't something that you love moving forward, but I do think, you know, they're getting there. I like the process that they've been going with, you know, starting last season, they drafted Zach Wilson, they've invested in the offensive line, even though it kind of failed them a little last year, they're at least showing that they're willing to do that. They brought in weapons, signed Corey Davis in free agency, drafted Elijah Moore, who I think we all agree is going to be a stud. So they are trying to help him out. Plus, he has all the physical talent in the world to be a really solid fantasy quarterback. And so that's why I feel really solid taking a swing at him at his current value. But that is going to wrap it up for three of my dynasty quarterback trade targets. If you guys enjoyed this video, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. I'm going to be putting out content all offseason long. I'll do trade targets at other positions as well. I think probably do running back next then maybe get into some draft stuff, then maybe circle back to the wide receiver and tight end positions. But thank you guys for sticking around and I'll see you in the next one.